Welcome to Diva Speaks Relationship Ministry. My name is Angela Puerto Real, and I am so, so, so excited that you decided to stop back by and tune in to the show. I want to welcome you. Thank you for stopping by. I'm so grateful. Can't you tell? <laughs> yes. It is wonderful to be here with you guys. And um, if you are new to the platform, I always like to um, welcome you and introduce myself by asking you to visit the website. The website address is featured at the beginning of the show as well as the close of the show. It is there that you'll find more information about the Diva Speaks Relationships um, platform, the ministry, the talk show, the podcast, and it gives you access to my social media channels as well as my email address if you want to reach out, you have a question or concern, or you want prayer whatever and however you choose to utilize the website it is there for your viewing pleasure and for your convenience so please check out the website it is diva-speaks-official.com okay this is a ministry dedicated only okay to and for relationships yes so with that being said because, you know, we have a limited amount of time that we can talk and get together in fellowship. I want to pick up and kind of piggyback on what we've been talking about thus far. You know, um, the last two episodes have been dedicated to reviving a dying love and fighting for your relationship. During the last two episodes, or the last two shows rather, um, it was discussed all of the things that needed to be done in order for you to be able to be um, active in the healing and restoration of your own relationship for you to take some type of action in rebuilding what you feel has broke down, been lost, fallen apart, uh, you know, being very, very active in your own healing and showing up. Because remember, faith without works is dead, which requires us to put some action behind those prayers. Amen. Which, by the way, was the number one way in which you can fight for that um, troubled marriage or relationship. We talked about prayer. Okay, being the first and foremost step. If you have not been active or had an active prayer life by yourself and with your partner, now's the time to get motivated, get that fire in your belly and do so. Make prayer the number one thing that you do in this season and moving forward. You know, God has to be in the center of that relationship in order for it to flourish and never revisit this season of struggle again. Amen. Um, we talked about forgiveness forgiveness, being able to forgive your partner by faith. Even if you're not there now, you do have to acknowledge that there is no future for the two of you if there's no forgiveness in your heart for what has been done, for the offenses, for the hurtful language, for the hurtful things, for whatever has happened in the home and in the relationship, forgiveness has to take place, okay? You know, a happy marriage, a happy home, and a healthy relationship does not have bitterness and resentment in it. So you have to cleanse yourself of all of those things. And if therapy is something that is needed, don't be ashamed to utilize tools and resources that a professional can bring to the table so that the two of you can have your victory party. Amen? Yes. I also talked about, okay, having the conversation 
with your partner, with your spouse, with the person that you love to make sure that the two of you are on the same page because it's going to take two of you to get in that ring and fight for the marriage or the relationship together. It cannot fall upon the shoulders of just one person. It has to be the two of you. But the only way that you're going to find out if you and your spouse is on the same page by is by sitting down and having that conversation. And I know some of you may be a little bit anxious or apprehensive about having the conversation because you are in the season of struggle. But these are things that you need to know. Okay, you need to evaluate moving forward, kind of recapping the reasons why you want to stay together. Okay, that's very important. You have to be transparent. Open up. Tell the person that you love. Tell the person that you're married to why it is important for you to preserve your marriage and stay in it and make it work. Okay, you do. You need to be open with each other about that. Okay, also, which is equally as important as everything I've just said is time. I talked about spending time together, creating new memories, okay? Creating new experiences. You know, discovering one another all over again and looking at the relationship with a fresh set of eyes. It is so important that you do that, okay? But I also talked about time, um, meaning that do not start putting a time stamp on when you think or deadlines, okay, Unex um, unrealistic expectations of time as far as when you expect or want the relationship to be healed and whole. Understanding, <coughs> excuse me, that it took time for the relationship to deteriorate to this point. It may take a little bit of extra time to get you back to where you need to be, okay? So don't start, you know, well, you know, a month or two or three or four into it and thinking that you should be further along in the healing process and in your journey than where you are. Celebrate the milestones and the progress that you, the two of you are making and don't get ahead of yourself. One of my favorite sermons that I I have is called rushing the process you're going to ruin the results and don't you be guilty of that allow God to work out whatever is needed to be worked out individually and as a couple understanding that it's going to take some time amen okay and I think I want to wrap wrap up the recapping with saying you know lay everything out on the table you know be open about what has been done that your partner that your spouse may not know you know come clean with whatever needs to be you know you need to come clean with that may be for some of you how you've been feeling maybe some of you have been suppressing your real feelings about different things and you know things got out of out of hand because you've never expressed how you truly felt about certain things that have taken place in the home in the family in your friend circle in your social circle things that have been done that you let slide by we talked about all of that and if all of that is new to you i invite you to go back and, and listen to part one and two of reviving a dying love and fighting for your relationship so now here we are tonight we're going to be because i'm filming at night i'm taping at night okay tonight we are talking about and listen let me go ahead and sidebar for those of you listening to the coffee and conversation edition it's still your coffee and conversation edition okay so tonight we're going to kind of piggyback on that and you know 
putting in the work, okay? Not getting weary in your well-doing so that you can actually allow yourself to see the progress being made, to see where you've come from, where you are now, and where you're headed. Thanking God that you not, you're not where you want to be right now, but holy moly, you're not where you've come from, okay? And you cannot get weary because as I talked about in the earlier shows, the both of you have to be committed to the process. This is going to take some time, some undoing, some unpacking, some unlearning of toxic traits, behaviors, patterns, and all of that. You know, you, you, it's going to take some time. So I don't want you to get weary in the process because the devil, the enemy is going to ride your back like us, like a horse. He's going to be on you because he does not want your marriage and your family to stay together. And you have to be able to have that in the forefront of your mind. Understand that? So here we are tonight talking about rebuilding. Some of you may be rebuilding from broken trust. And you know, trust is so essential to a healthy relationship. Trust holds the, uh, the greatest importance um, in turning an unhappy, okay, relationship or marriage into a successful one. So some of you may be rebuilding from trust has been broken. And let me just say this, not all broken trust is about infidelity, okay? Because you can break my trust by breaking my heart and not standing up and being the person that you should in the home. Me, speaking from a woman's perspective, you can break a woman's trust by continuously not honoring your word or keeping your promises, not being good with the finances, having um, poor um, spending habits, gambling, addictions, all of those things play a part in trust. So trust doesn't necessarily have to be broken by way of adultery or infidelity, but uh, however, whatever, once the trust is broken, it's broken, okay? And we need to rebuild that. So just acknowledging that some people may be rebuilding or trying to rebuild the marriage and the relationship from broken trust. There are those who have experienced emotional affairs. Mm. And you know what? It's my honest opinion that a lot of these emotional affairs take place on these jobs because that is where a lot of people spend a good majority of the time. At least what? Eight to 10 hours of the day is spent for myself. Like I'm a corporate girl, you know, eight to 10 hours at the office. You know, you, if you have a spouse that works as many hours as you do, some of you have spouses that travel for a living. Some of you have spouses that travel abroad, abroad work in different countries. Yeah, I know my followers. <laughs> and you know, um, it's so easy sometimes because you spend a lot of time with people who are not your spouse. You know, you see these people on a day-to-day -day basis, you develop these friendships and then over a course of time you're sharing intimate things about yourself and your relationship and then bada bing bada boom now you're having an emotional affair because you've crossed boundaries okay by sharing information with someone you shouldn't have and now you're connected with them in a way that you shouldn't so again some of you are 
trying to rebuild from an emotional affair. And these are things that we want to avoid once the whole, once the Holy Spirit has convicted your heart. And once you have exited your season of struggle, once you are back on the right path, you never want to re revisit the things that you're re rebuilding from. Amen. Okay. Some of you are, okay, rebuilding from lies. Maybe you're married to somebody who don't know how to tell the truth if it was right in their face. That's a problem. And, and, and that contributes to not being able to trust a person, okay? If you tell me that you're going to the store, then let the store be where you're going. If you say, well, I'm going out to buy a dozen eggs because I want you to cook some cornbread, come back with a dozen eggs because you truly wanted cornbread and not because you was across town yonder wanting to shoot pool or something. You know, a lie is a lie. Whether it's a big one or a small one, lies erode the, you know, the trust in your relationship and you don't want to be guilty of that. That is something that you and or your partner, whoever suffers from that particular affliction, you got to get a, get a handle on that, a control on that. Learn how to tell the truth so that this doesn't interfere in your marriage and in your future and your family and in your home ever again, okay? Some of you are unfortunately uh, rebuilding from infidelity. Now that's a big one. That is a big one. Once you have laid down with someone else or other people, that is, that is a subject that I, I am going to tackle later on next year in its entirety. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really speak on it and dig deep into that thing. I don't want to kind of gloss over it, kind of like what I'm doing now. I don't want to make it seem like I'm minimizing the impact of infidelity in your marriage or relationship if that has happened. But a lot of you may be trying to recover and come back from infidelity have taken place in your relationship. That's a hard one. And for those of you who are rebuilding from that, let me encourage you. Get a third party, okay, to come in and help you guys with the communication and, and, and rediscovering one another and learning how to get to the root of what caused all of this. What created the desire to step outside of the marriage or to bring somebody into the relationship versus work on the relationship with the person that you're in the relationship with. That's going to require help. You're not going to be able to do this on your own and not repeat this cycle if you try, okay? So allow me to encourage you to get the help that you need, whether that be a pastor, a minister in your congregation, whoever can provide you spiritual guidance, in addition to, okay, a professional, a licensed therapist who can also give you some tools and resources in addition to your prayer and your pastor encouraging the two of you um, to communicate in a healthy way and to never um, get back on the path that led one or the two of you to step outside of the marriage or the relationship, okay? Because adultery is a sin, okay? It's a sin and it definitely destroys homes and family. And you gotta ask yourself, if you've ever found yourself in that position and now you're trying to work it out, was it really worth it? Was stepping outside of that marriage or that relationship worth all of the pain and the devastation that now it has caused and that now you're trying to rebuild from? That's a question for you, but you need to think about it. And how you will prevent this sort of thing from ever happening again. What were, um, what enticed you? 
what were your temptations? What seduced you into that act? Whatever the answer is, I need you to make a point of staying away from it, disconnecting from it, um, and, and, and keep prayer in the forefront of, uh, of your life. You know, and being open with your partner about what things that you fall short of when it comes to fidelity. What is your weakness? Okay, maybe that is something you can thoroughly discuss with the person that you love and the person that you're trying to rebuild from. Okay, uh, moving on the final the final two is a lot of you are trying to rebuild from none of that has happened maybe the two of you just grown apart you know it happens you know but you realize again i love this statement there's good stuff there you may have grown apart but there's nothing so bad that has happened in the growing apart that that takes away the desire to fight for it so that the two so that the two of you listen to me i can't even talk can stay together okay some of you are trying to rebuild from falling apart and growing apart and lastly there are those of you who have been in separation you separated because you just couldn't take it no more everything just blew up and you was like enough is enough or you will abandon Maybe somebody walked out on you. Maybe somebody left you. Whatever the situation that caused the separation, you found yourself in a separation in your marriage and in your relationship. And now the two of you are trying to reconnect and bring that thing back together. So you know what? I pray right now in the holy name of Jesus, okay? That any and everyone under the sound of my voice watching this show, this ministry, I pray that God does a mighty work and move in your home, in your marriages, in your relationship, that all is restored, that you can receive um, exceedingly and abundantly above and beyond all that you could ever ask of God in helping you to rebuild that marriage, to have a firm foundation so that you will never be rocked to the core like you are again devastated, okay, in the demise of the relationship, the communication, the love, and all of that, the fellowship. And I pray that you never enter into this season again. And I pray that if you should ever see the signs that brought you into this season of struggle, that you would immediately cast that down in the name of Jesus, bind it, okay, and stop whatever you're doing that is moving you in that direction. Amen? Okay. Now, you know, according to the experts, here are some things that could lead you, okay, to a breakdown and back to where you are if you don't watch it, okay? Number one, being lazy. Mm -hmm. Being lazy. Whatever your reasons or excuses are for not showing up in your relationship and in your marriage, you better put a stop to that. And I don't mean to be forceful when I say that, but it is what it is. You can't be lazy in this thing because the enemy knows that if he can wear you out and wear you down and get you all bogged down. Let me give you an example. The weight of the world, especially for those of you who work outside of the home, okay? If he can wear you out to buy the two, where when you come to your front door, your driveway, you're too tired to give anything to your family on the other side of that door, that's a problem. That is something that you got to fix and work on, being lazy. You don't want to contribute to the household um, chores. You don't want to be affectionate. You don't want to fellowship in the bedroom. You don't want to go out and fellowship with other people. You don't want to go out to eat. You don't want to explore any new activities. All you want to do is lay around and be you and left alone. That won't work in a relationship. 
that definitely is not going to work in a marriage because you're going to have to show up and put in the work. So laziness contributes to a breakdown. Number two, selfishness. Okay. It's not all about you. You have to remember that this is a partnership. This requires you putting yourself sometimes on the back burner and showing up for the person that you love showing up for your spouse, showing up for your partner. You cannot be selfish and it cannot always be about you in your relationship. That's going to contribute to another breakdown Breakdown if that's where you are. Okay. Oh, this is a powerful one here. I can already tell you it's going to be a part two. <laughs> okay. Neglect. Are you neglecting the needs of your partner? Are you neglecting your household? Are you neglecting what needs to be done um, in your uh, marriage or in your relationship? Because whatever you're neglecting, that's an area that is not covered. That is an area where you've given the enemy an opportunity to get his foot in the door. Is that what you want? Certainly not. So you gotta be aware you know, especially if you have a partner that comes to you and say, well, baby, um, you know, I just feel like, you know, you haven't been paying that much attention to me. Or baby, you know what? I haven't really been feeling, you know, like we connect as we should intimately. And that's not always about the bedroom, but being intimate with one another and the communications. Are you neglecting, you know, talking to your spouse? You got to talk, okay? Talk. Okay, um, another area that contributes to the breakdown, you gotta be aware, okay? Children. Don't let your household get so out of hand and you're so attentive to the children and everything that's going on. And of course, we have to take care of the, the babies, okay? But you got to understand everything requires a balance your home. You have to balance your work life, your spouse, the attention of your spouse. You have to balance the household needs. You have to balance, you know, pouring to yourself and the needs of the children, but you can't be so plugged into the children that you are neglecting the relationship and neglecting your spouse. Amen. Okay. Poor communication contributes to a breakdown. If you are lacking in your communication, in your relationship, this is the time to show up and put in the work and find out how to reconnect with one another. You know, I even gave some little simple steps. I'm not a professional. I don't have a license or a degree when it comes to communicating and, you know, um, being a therapist to people. But I did suggest if communication has broke, been broken down in the relationship, start with something like, hello, how are you? How was your day, baby? Uh, what would you like to eat tonight? How are you feeling? Is there something that I can do for you? Would you like to, you know, pray together tonight? I mean, something as simple as that, I mean, if you're not talking at all, can definitely, can definitely go a long way. Because if you think about it, if I am asking you how was your day, that's leading up to you being able to tell me if you've had a hard day, a bad day, a good day, whatever transpired throughout the day, all of that is an opening, you know, in the line of communication for the both of you. And so I received that for the both of you. Okay, and I think right now we have landed on, because we ran out of time, just that quick. We're gonna wrap up and there will be a part two. So just to recap, things that contribute to a breakdown that you need to be cognizant, 
cognizant of is being lazy, being selfish, being neglectful, okay? Children and poor communication skills. If these are some things that has occurred in your marriage, in your relationship, and remember we talked about pinpointing in one of the two, reviving a dying love, okay, and how to fight for your relationship. Remember, I said, typically, if you can pinpoint, if you just really get real with yourself, where things begin to deteriorate, where were the red flags that you refused to acknowledge or you were too busy or for the sake of peace, you didn't want to say anything, typically, if you can pinpoint those things, you can find out where the answer, where the resolution is, and then the healing can start to begin. Now you're on your journey. So definitely get honest about if any of these things that contributed to the breakdown, to the demise, to the separation, to the infidelity. Pinpoint if any of this has affected you in the past, make a commitment to one another to work on it so that you never revisit this season again. It has been my ultimate pleasure to be able to talk with you tonight because we are rebuilding kingdom marriages, okay? We are taking back what the enemy has stole in the name of Jesus. Satan cannot have your marriage. He cannot have your family. He cannot have your relationship without your consent. I know he stepped in there. He got he got a few punches in, but this is not the end. Understand me? This is just the beginning because now when the two of you rebuild this marriage and this relationship, okay, you are going to have a testimony. You are going to have a testimony that's going to be able to help someone else and glorify God. My name is Angelo Puerto Real. I hope to see you back here next week for part two of not getting weary in your well-doing while fighting for your relationship. Good night.